Hey everybody, uh, Walter Zapadelic, you know what I mean, talking about just being, being out here. Uh, it's been a while, I have not been uh, streaming, really doing much on the internet lately. I had to take a break for the old, uh, for the old mental health, you know, how that goes. Oh. Especially just with all the bullshit happening lately, which we'll get into. I, uh, wrote my little rant down, so, before we get into, just, before I open it up for callers and all that shit, let me just get this off my chest. Um, by the way, I've been playing, uh, Pokemon Violet <laughs> and Cult of the Lamb lately. Good games. I recommend both of them. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, as you know, a week or so ago, there was a shooting at a drag night at a nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The shooter was out to get transgender people. Now, one of these victims, out of a total of five killed and I believe 18 total injured, uh, was trans. But the shooter was the the goal of the shooter was to get trans people though, uh, which, if you ask me, reflects the the public in their their sort of conflation of drag performers and trans people. Drag is not trans. It's not the same thing. They're different. You can be a cis hat man and still also be a drag performer. It's not that unusual. It happens quite often. Okay? Um, so, you know, we can just go ahead and get that out of the way right now. Um, uh, it, it, this, this also reflects the ignorance that many trans, sorry, that many cis people have when it comes to trans people in the LGBTQIA plus community at large. And more crucially, is an example of the effect that that widespread rhetoric can have on a person. Um, like I said before, I haven't been on call lately. I haven't really had the spoons to deal with it. Uh, frankly, call-in does not do a very good job when it comes to user safety. The blocking feature is, is just broken. You're completely unable to block anybody. Someone can call me the F-slur over and over again, and, and I still have to see all of their updates, even when I don't follow them or anything like that. So, you know. Um, but I also realized that I should come on here and speak on this because, again, frankly, Colin has a pretty piss-poor LGBT representation right now. Um, as a non-binary person, I sometimes feel like it's just me on here. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, that can't possibly be true, but it does feel that way at times. Um, so, for months, the news media has been wrought with reporters accusing drag performers of being groomers of... Uh, uh, Reports lying about the drag performers' work with children in education, purposely conflating them with trans people, which is all to push a narrative that trans people are dangerous pedophiles out to get your children, out to uh, groom them. And this rhetoric stokes fear and bitterness, suspicion, hatred, and coupled that with the rhetoric from TERFs, such as – which is um, – Trans-exclusionary radical feminists, which I think is such a stupid name because they're not feminists, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, people like J.K. Rowling, people like Dave Chappelle, which presents – which their rhetoric presents trans people as liars and manipulators, as men in dresses trying to take advantage of women, to sneak into women's spaces and prey on women. And this rhetoric is based on nothing. It's based on absolutely nothing. There is zero statistics to back this up. There is zero evidence that anything that they're saying is based in is, – is anything but a fabrication and nonsense. It's not based on anything but their own hatred in their hearts, and it promotes othering and it promotes dehumanization, which in turn results not only in more direct bitterness and hatred, but also a numbness of, of violence towards these people. Black trans people are the number one victims of violent, deadly hate crimes in the United States. Yet Dave Chappelle would have you believe that all trans people are white. And this is on purpose because these people are bigots. They are no different than, than, than any other violent, hateful individual who want some certain group of people, some subset of people that they hate to be silenced. These people like Dave Chappelle, like J.K. Rowling, like Tucker Carlson, like Joe Rogan, like Josie Gabbard, like blah, 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 on and on and on. 
they are bigots. They are hateful individuals. They want trans people silenced. They want trans people excised from society. They want you to hate trans people. They want to they want you to be violent or be okay with violence towards trans people. They want you not to care about these issues. They want you to dismiss what they say as jokes or identity politics. So let's consider Ed Paul on a bigger scale. When Elon Musk bought Twitter, he declared comedy is legal again. And the immediate response from all the chuds and stands of Elon Musk, class cucks as I call them, uh, it's, it was, was just to be super racist. Their response was to was to just tweet out the N word over and over again. I think like uses of the N word went up by like three thousand percent that day, or something like something just absurd, you know, uh, 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 on Twitter. And when I would point this out to people on here or on other platforms, the response, even from from self-described leftists, from quote unquote, you know, comrades, would be like, "Oh, I don't care about that. That's not important. That's just that's just identity politics." Well, what? Wh how? Why don't you care? How are you a leftist if you don't care about this? You don't care because because it's not happening to you or people physically in your immediate vicinity. You don't give the shit about about the safety of people who aren't your actual friends. None of your friends are black. You don't know black people. You don't you don't understand. You don't listen to people that don't look like you. The answer is yes. The answer is all of the above. Because you should care. Because if you're a leftist, you should care. You shouldn't just be able. You shouldn't just use this right-wing rhetoric of that's just idbo, that's just jokes. You should care, because white supremacy is intricately connected to global capitalism, to this, to, to what we have on Earth today. It would not exist without white supremacy. How can we expect to destroy capitalism without destroying white supremacy? We can't. White supremacy, including the adjacent bigotries connected to it, such as misogyny, heteronormativity, yada, 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 are all intrinsically connected to capitalism. They feed one another. They uphold and protect one another. You cannot get rid of one and keep the other. So basically what I'm saying with this rant, I'm opening up to callers after this if anyone wants to join in or whatever. Um, you cannot fight capitalism without fighting white supremacy. And included in white supremacy is this, you know, this misogyny, is heteronormativity, is this hatred of the other, of people who are not cishet, straight white men. And, 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 and even if it can be tiring or annoying to hear people talk about this, it's important to keep this in mind, to not just dismiss it, because when you do that, you're playing in to the violent agendas of these people, and and you you're not a serious leftist if you ignore quote unquote idpol. You cannot strive for a better tomorrow to quote the Wu Tang Clan unless you're willing to fight against these problems. That just as much as you claim you're fighting against capitalism, and these mass these mass shootings, especially ones like in Colorado Springs. The ones at the farmers market, I believe, in New Jersey over the summer that targeted elderly black people. Um, in many, many incel-led shootings like Isla Vista and blah, blah. Uh, it's just it's just more and more evidence that what I'm saying is true. And it just gets more and more frustrating every time that it happens because the, the answer is so clear. But people want to ignore it because they want to seem, I don't know, cool on the internet. I'm not really sure. So, yeah. Um, that's the rant that I had written out. I'm going to open it up to callers, see if anyone wants to fucking say anything. Because I'd honestly, it's getting to be annoying to me when I'm like, hey, you know, me and a lot of my friends who are in marginalized communities who feel a danger in their own neighborhoods, who feel like they can't walk around without having a gun, who feel like they can't uh, uh, just exist peacefully as themselves are pointing to, to specific rhetoric used by people with huge platforms that target and dehumanize them and lead to increases in violence towards them. And their response is, oh, I don't care about that. That's not theory. As you could read Karl Marx. Well, no, fuck Karl Marx. We need, to learn, we need to know what's going on in the modern day and how to combat the issues. Of, of real life, of today. This isn't a game. This isn't theory. This isn't something on paper. This is real life. 
and in real life, bigotry upholds the status quo. I feel like that should be that should be a no-brainer, honestly. Okay, well, let's see. I'm gonna finish rolling this blunt before I lose my temper. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I never really know exactly how to use Colin. I oftentimes get on here without anything written down or anything with planned, and I just kind of like mosey through a bunch of different topics, you know? <laughs> uh, and so today I kind of wrote a rant down, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a little more structured this time. Thank you. Thank you for that. I just, you know, I understand the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tendency. I understand the tendency to be like, oh, that's just identity politics. That's not important. That's just, you know, and, and I guess, I guess you would have to say that sometimes it sort of is, you know? Um, uh, <laughs> the camera. That's funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I understand the tendency to assume that this stuff is, and, and I guess to, on all fairness, it, it can occasionally, you know, like when Kamala Harris goes out there and is like, people that criticize me are being racist and sexist. It's like, no, you're just a cop and you suck. Like, I get that. But to to then turn around and be like, oh, when Dave Chappelle says tranny over and over again on stage, then that doesn't affect anybody. That's dishonest. Like, of course it does. He has a gigantic platform, and he's normalizing the dehumanization of trans people. And to just ignore that leads to the type of violence that we saw in Colorado Springs. You know, it, it might sound hyperbolic to say this, but I 100% am serious. Dave Chappelle has blood on his hands. J.K. Rowling has blood on her hands. If, if you can't sit up with a platform as large as they have and tell people that trans people are dangerous and they're after them and they're after their women and they're after their children and then and then when violence happens towards that group of people will suddenly be like, oh, I don't know how this happened. It's like, fuck off. Yes, you do. Yes, you do know how that happens. Yeah, so that's, that's basically where my frustration is. It's where it comes from. And I feel like, you know, as a non-binary person, there's not enough people on Colin that, that really talk about this sort of thing, in my opinion. <sighs> I'm just going to yawn really loudly into the microphone over and over again from now on. Since I've already done my, uh, already done my rant. Thank you, yeah. Like, I just... I don't know. It, it's similar to when, you know, so, so the big argument that I that I keep getting pushed back with um, about um, Chappelle specifically is, oh, well, how come you weren't uh, criticizing him back in 2005 or 2003 when he had his TV show? And he was saying all this stuff about black people. And it's like, well, first of all, I was a literal child. I was, I was 13 years old in 2003. So... Maybe the onus isn't on me, but on the person asking the question, why they did criticize him. And the second part to that answer is, uh, they did. They did criticize him. We got criticized pretty heavily for it at the time, up to and including criticizing himself and, and canceling his own show and saying no to $50 million from Comedy Central and flying to goddamn Africa because he was tired, because he was turned off by how his own jokes were making certain people laugh. That was his words. So he can cancel himself and criticize himself for the way that his jokes could lead to violence against people he cares about. But when it's trans people, everyone just needs to lighten up because trans people are not people that Dave Chappelle gives a fuck about. That's sadly that's that's essentially what it is. It's okay in people like J.K. Rowling's eyes 
to do violence to trans people. Period. End of sentence. And I think that uh, um, I don't know if it's specifically the jokes. I think they just add to it, you know, because what J.K. Rowling is doing is it jokes, you know. With Dave Chappelle, I can sort of see like a like a road where at first he was just trying to tell edgy jokes, and then he kind of got butt hurt because of the pushback, and now he's all entrenched and he's like, "I'm on deep turf, and I hate trans people now." But you know, which is still his issue, you know. But but like I guess a more nuanced way of him getting there. But with Rawling, she's not even presenting it as jokes. She just goes on Twitter and does these, you know. Hitler-esque rants against trans people, just about how horrible they are, how they need to be stopped. And it's just like, if, what do you think is going to happen? You know, what do you, what did you, what did you think is going to happen? Like, you, you can't just be one of the most famous people in the world, like J.K. Rowling is, and go on, you know, to your millions of followers. This fucking Swisher is not opening for me. And go on to your millions of fucking followers. And, and and tell them to be afraid of trans people and then and then act then wash your hands of it when someone acts out on that fear. It just just doesn't work that way. You know? I'm not sure um about the SNL thing. I honestly don't know. I I I I just turn my brain off whenever spells brought up nowadays because I'm just tired of hearing it, you know. And it's like it, it's like maybe in his heart of hearts, maybe deep down inside, he doesn't like literally hate trans people, though I I am of the belief that he does. But um, it doesn't doesn't really matter at this point. His actions contribute to the hatred of trans people. His actions contribute to violence against hate. hate. Against trans people, uh, and so I just, and he knows it. I, it. There's no way he doesn't understand that. If he can understand the damage that, um, you know, the the black white supremacist sketch did, could do, you know, back in 2004, then he understands the damage that just saying the word tranny over and over again on stage at a Netflix special could do. You know, I just. How would I suggest changes? I just, I think, you know, the most simple way to put it would be just don't, you know, not to sound all hard about it or whatever, but just keep people's name, keep people out of your mouth if you don't, if you're not part of that community. You know what I mean? Don't go up on stage and just talk about what the issue with the trans community is. If you're not trans and you don't know anybody who is, his one trans friend that he likes to bring up all the time killed herself. And and he's gonna just wipe his hand and the family's hands of, of any culpability in that? I don't know, so I can't say. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. But what a presumptuous thing. I just Yeah, he he fucking pisses me. And and this is film I think I'm extra frustrated when it comes to to, to both JK Rowling and Dave Chappelle because growing up I was such huge fans of both of them. <laughs> uh and now to see them say that people like me and my friends either don't exist or don't deserve respect you know it's beyond frustrating and like you know yeah i, I don't want to say anything too uh, <laughs> uh fucked up but yeah maybe not direct do i think the guy in in conversing was influenced by Dave Chappelle. I think it's possible. Um, I don't know if he just saw a Dave Chappelle special and go out and shoot somebody. I'm not sure if that's like literally that, that, that chain of events is realistic. I just, I think that it, it, it makes it more likely for stuff to that, for that, that to happen. It, it opens up the, the pathways for people's thoughts to go there more easily just because it's in the, um, the zeitgeist, it's in the cultural zeitgeist, you know? And it's just like, you know, it's just 
that's just the way they think about it, you know? And it doesn't matter if you're conservative or not. It's just you see these famous people saying this stuff and it's not just Dave Chappelle. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say it's only Chappelle, you know, there's, there's Tucker Carlson, there's Lauren Bobber, there's, you know, Ben Shapiro, there's fucking Joe Rogan. There's a lot of Telsey Gabbard, I think is a big one. Um, there's a lot of these people out here who spread this rhetoric of trans people are bad. Trans people are subhuman. I think I mentioned Dave Chappelle a lot because like I said, I was a big fan of his. And it just it feels a little personal, you know, and then I know it's not, but it just sort of it, it, it stings a little more than you expect that behavior from Tucker Carlson. It hurts when it comes to Dave Chappelle, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it would be a little ridiculous to say, yeah, Dave Chappelle's, you know, special caused the shooting, you know, but I don't think it's unfair to say. The, the rhetoric pushed by people like Dave Chappelle contributes to the ease in which people go out and commit these acts. There's a lot of people I hate, you know what I mean? Conservatives and shit. Not like conservatives, but like the far right, you know? But I'm not going to go out and shoot them. I'm not going to go out and do a mass shooting. You know, they they have the right to live their lives. You know, it's just when you start to see people as inhuman, as subhuman, as others. (laughs) It's hard to find swishers nowadays. Just, you know, on a quick tangent, it's hard to find swishers in the Bay Area nowadays. So the the government in Alameda County, where I live, uh, Oakland, Hayward, you know, places like that, banned flavored tobacco so you can't get swishers or at least swisher sweets in most places anymore so you got to go like backwoods or just like the natural tobacco leaves uh which is like i don't mind smoking like from tobacco leaf or whatever but it's harsh and it's like kind of a pain in the ass to roll so, whenever I see a Swishers for sale, even when they're at marked up prices, which they are sometimes nowadays, I'm like, okay, I'll just get a Swisher. <laughs> that makes it so much easier. Hey, guys. These cats. Oh, shit. Well, I guess I'm standing. Got it rained yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, I guess California doesn't like flavored tobacco. Apparently, uh... Having the uh, a Swisher taste like blueberries makes kids smoke more. I don't know. That's what they think, I guess. I mean, you have to be 21 to buy tobacco in California. So I don't really understand how flavored tobacco would have an effect on that. Because, like, I'm 33. I just turned 33, you know, on the 13th of this month. I guess it's the second, right? So last month. Uh, and I cannot buy <laughs> weed from the store or tobacco right now because my the license is expired. Even though I'm literally in my 30s. <laughs> so I don't understand how kids are getting it. You know, if I can't even buy it with my gray hair, I don't understand how kids are going in there and buying it, but who knows? Thank you. Oh, I have a caller? Oh, shit. Okay. I wonder if you're going to pop up on the camera now. 
No. I think I think you have to uh <laughs> you have to enable it and I got to be a part of like a I don't I don't know. I don't know how that fully works. Yeah, but yeah. So, here's the thing. I I actually how can I how can I explain my position and then you tell me what you think? Sure. I believe in the dignity of all human beings that their existence supersedes whatever label they have. Therefore, the fact that they breathe, the fact that they're here on earth in any capacity deserves respect and that everyone should have dignity. And I believe that as a, as a socialist is primarily the, the foundation of, of how we relate to people, right? So no human being is alien to me. With that said, I did go see Dave Chappelle. A couple months ago, okay. Cancelled. <laughs> I I'm cancelled or he's cancelled. Both of us are cancelled. Yeah, both of you now. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there. So I, I will say this. I will say this. I think that Dave Chappelle comes from a place where he can critique black folks, and I think he he's often brutal towards black people, but it's, it's a constructive criticism that comes in the form of comedy. And I think he applies the same thing to everyone else because that's his method. This kind of brutal critique of comedy. With that being said, I don't think the people who are active shooters who are a part of the conservative right-wing mind state, a byproduct of the culture war, or whatever you want to call it, I don't think they're really enthusiasts of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I I think they come from a place. Yeah, I think think they come from a different place. And I think they see a, a... so they see I, I, I'll, I, I, the way I look at it is I think that they see any lifestyle outside of their own as an assault on traditional family, church, and all the bullshit that I don't even think is worth preserving. Yeah. What's okay. the word that they use? They see it as like a... Family values, right? Like the assault, it's an yeah, assault yeah, on yeah. family values, traditional family, yeah. what have you. But here's the thing. They're hypocrites because there's already a, an assault on the American family. The fact that people can't afford to buy a home, to have children, that material mm-hmm. assault is already in place. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't see that. That does baffle me. Do they, don't, they don't look at it that way. But I, so, so here's the thing, right? I, I think, and, and, and me coming from, I come from, my family comes from a country that never, that, that basically doesn't exist anymore. It was annihilated off the face of the earth because, you know, it, it, it professed an allegiance to a Marxist Leninist idea. And then as a result, the American neoliberal establishment told the kingdom of Morocco to subsume um, this this territory, which no longer exists. And now it's just an extension of Morocco, right? So somewhere between the, the African country of Mauritania and, and, and the kingdom of Morocco is where my family is from. We have never had the dignity of having our own land or, or identity or any of those things. And having, not having that, I come to the, I've come to the conclusion that I think a lot of marginalized groups of people tend to focus on creating dignity. Hmm. And I don't think it's wrong because it's, it's the human reaction to, to, to seek out that, that, that dignity, right? But here's where I think the problem starts. It's not everything. It isn't. And I don't think it's the most important thing. And I think Dave Chappelle actually 
is similar in that respect because he doesn't think that 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 the the dignity is as important as the material condition of people. So I'm not excusing I'm not excusing what he says if it's if it if it's truly offensive to you. And I and I and I think you should point out exactly what's offensive. But I think what's really offensive to anyone to everyone and anyone is the far right. And and the in the stuff that's already embedded in America as a result of the far right for the last hundred years and how they've sown dissent and hatred amongst people. I mean, I definitely don't think you're wrong there. I I think um, I do. I would say that it's you know what you're saying with the the, um, the dignity of just being able to exist. I would say that it's essentially like the first step. You know, it's the the um, the platform, the the bedrock of where everything else is on. You know, so you, if you deny people this dignity outright, how can we? fight for anything else for anybody you know and i i i do think that i perhaps risk um diluting my message by focusing on someone like Chappelle. when like you said the people on the far right are much more egregious about this and much more directly you know openly saying like no i'm tucker carlson i hate trans you know what i mean like um um i but i just i think Especially since someone like Chappelle or J.K. Rowling consider themselves to be on the left, I think it is important. Do they? About, I, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not J.K. Rowling anymore, but I'm pretty sure. J- I don't even think Dave Chappelle. I, what's I mean, the, what's they, the I most mean, leftist idea that, that Dave, Dave Chappelle supported Andrew Yang in the in the 2020 election? Oh, that is That's right. The, now, I'm, now you have me wondering because I remember – like maybe I'm thinking of him during like the Bush years or something because like he's when I talk to friends of mine they're like no Dave Chappelle's a liberal and I'm like is he well so he must call but, himself but, but one, here's the problem not. but here's the problem what exactly like the the problem is in America the left and the right are both center and one is center left on cultural issues and the other one is center right on cultural issues and economically they're all both neoliberals they're not they're not really yeah. too different from 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 each other they both support Very business over over people yeah so what exactly is dave chappelle and i think i think if you if you really if you really unravel the whole thing i think dave chappelle is a part of the millionaire class and definitely he He's not really out there talking about the struggles of the working class and he's not making a secret of that. And that, that's the that's the good part about it, because he he's brutally honest. And I don't think I don't think he is dishonest. I I think in good faith, he he actually wants to have the discussion. I just think that at some point or another that. It's I mean, not it's happening. Not a good way of going it's about just not having that discussion, though. You know, if like a white comedian went up there and just wanted to have a discussion about racism and started it off by like, saying a bunch of racial slurs, you know what I mean? I don't know if that would be a good way of approaching that conversation. Actually, I'll be honest like, with you. I trust. Like, I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound funny. I, I would. I trust. I, I think. I think I have a broader or or greater amount of trust for racist white people. Than white people that are that, that that say I'm not racist. I have X Y Z friends, and when I hear that shit, I'm just kind of like, I'm like, that is okay. a, red flag a lot of the time. No, it is. So so, but yeah. but I have I have a critique of identity which is a little bit different, and I don't know if you'll agree with me. You probably won't, but it's worth hearing it. And actually, I actually was talking about this a little bit earlier. What exactly is identity other than the the relationship between people and things, right? Because, and, and people will disagree with this, but what, what I think identity has been reduced to is a series of consuming patterns and, and 
patterns of production. And what I mean by that is this. Our identity is tied to the things that we consume. I am X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I listen to this type of music. I then have this type of food. I have a relationship with God through this particular, uh, you know, commodity of religion that I, that I, that I go to. And as a result of having this identity, I'm limited to these modes of production. I am going to put myself in a category where I, I am I am then defined as this person and society will treat me a certain way. And I don't think that there is a broader identity that's outside of outside of these patterns of consumption and exclusion from from ways of making money. So we're trapped in this. And identity is, is, is really, but that's what I'm saying. I, I like, when I look at you, I see a person, your, whatever, whatever habits exist in your personal life, they're not, they're not, they're not like a cause for me to look at you and not see you as another human being. And, and maybe I, I don't partake in what you do. But it doesn't mean that that like it's any less human. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, like the the lust the lust that exists between one human being and, and another, or the love that exists between one human being and another, is not alien from each other because they happen to have different apparatus in you know where the sun don't shine, so to speak. It, that doesn't that, and and that equation is very complex because you know our, our our way of looking at each other like what is whiteness what is blackness what is what is being quote unquote hispanic or spanish or latin what, all of these things are very abstract the whiteness largely There's, was sort of quote unquote invented when people came to america you know i mean not that it didn't exist before then but it the modern conception of it largely comes from that era. And, and uh, Joshua was asking me if I'm his friend in the chat. I, I, I think I think we're good. I, I never I've never looked at you as not my friend. <laughs> and he, he might mean do we follow each other? Oh oh oh, my bad. Um, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just assume that. <laughs> Yeah, my my app had a complete meltdown. I don't know what the hell happened yeah. with with this app can be a bit janky at times. That's my my one sort of critique of it is that is some of the features don't really work a lot of the time. My messages didn't work for the longest. It just didn't work, and people were like, "I sent you a message," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to block one person, not for any like particular content but it's because they were posting so much that it became like spammy and i just didn't want to see them in my feed anymore but then it was like i was just seeing them even more after blocking them. <laughs> i'm like that's i i have three people to be blocked i got three people <laughs> blocked like honestly okay. i do and i don't want to i don't want to deal with them at all and i'm cool mm -hmm. with that i'm okay with that and and even they send me messages and somehow it appears in my messages now. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but I have you blocked. That's that's the whole fucking point is I don't want to see your shit. Still be on Mr. Stop the video for a bit. No, their messages still come through. That's so crazy. I don't know. But but that's my that's my two cents. I don't know I don't know if you'll agree or you you'll disagree. But I think I think what really has to happen is that there has to be a dialogue with a with a Dave Chappelle in order for this to 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 kind of move on to the next step. Mm -hmm. And I think I people wonder, people like what will finally get through to someone like him because there's people like like I keep bringing up J.K. Rowling. I think she's just lost. I think she's just lost in the sauce. Just really doesn't like trans people, and that's just her thing now. Whereas Chappelle, I feel like he's sort of like, he's, he's like on a, on a tear, you know? And like, I don't know how to like get through to it though. You know what I mean? 
I don't know anything about J.K. Rowling. I'm gonna be honest with you, and you, and you might be offended, but I don't. I don't give a fuck about Harry Potter. I spent yeah. <laughs> spent a good part of my life better. trying to avoid Harry Potter movies, and I just like <laughs> I, I I fucking hate I, I I hate that shit. And I don't even think I don't even think I, it's that like. So, so fuck like, what she has my to whole say childhood anyway. being like, no, fuck you, Harry Potter's great. You're taking Rowling's genius, and then I'm an adult. And I'm like. God damn it. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think I think what, what also happens is this is that there is there's kind of a um a desire by the establishment to create these kind of fa- these these factional cultural debates, right? Where where like in the sixties yeah. it was it was like it was like do you do you believe that, that the Negroes should have equal rights? I mean like it, and that became the, the hot button issue amongst you know the established bourgeoisie, right? As yeah. if, as if the entirety of, it, of Black Americans didn't, didn't even fucking didn't exist. From, <laughs> yeah, and that that didn't, you know, take anything from the importance of what the civil rights movement was doing. But well, it the did. civil rights movement, the civil rights movement, I think, accomplished a few things. But it it it. <laughs> In the broader sense of accomplishing what it what it should have accomplished, which is creating an a, an egal like some semblance of egality in this country, it didn't do it didn't do fully what it was supposed to, and I think no, it the, made some steps, but it didn't you know like in a lot of it has to do with the you know the violent reaction from the government. Um, and like you said, the whole trying to just turn everything into a rhetorical circus as opposed to like what actually. Well, the violent reaction yeah. from the government is funny because the government was really the the agent that was responsible for for the for the for actually civil rights moving in that direction to begin with. I think the walk backwards is really the people, right? Like it, it all starts with with Richard Nixon. Nixon becomes becomes the apparatus by which civil rights now is under fire, right? You have, and, and they, they can't completely walk it back, right? You can't, you can't just go ahead and, and, and commit to desegregation and then walk it back, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I think they reorganized themselves because they really thought about it and they said, what's of interest? And what's really of interest is to, bring in as much money as possible for the wealthy. And I think for a long time, what they did is they, they had a a polarized situation where they pitted poor whites against blacks in the South against the Mexican population in the Southwest and, and California. And it's, it's, it's something that's happened over and over again, right? It's a way of it's a way of creating a floor with a certain group of people, and then having another group of people that you manipulate to keep the order, and you feed them scraps while you're while you're extracting wealth from both of them. And that's a that's something that's hard to get to to get your head around because it's always easier to have the enemy, right? It's like it's like there's the good guy and the enemy, and unfortunately, in in the case that in, in where we live, pretty much everyone is out to 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 keep some semblance of our of our flesh, blood, and existence in in a in a cycle of of wealth extraction. That being said, I think I think if we were if we were going to talk about the material condition of trans people, the first and foremost important thing isn't a, a discussion about dignity, but rather a discussion about Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. It's about education. Right it's about it's about decommodifying yeah. education. It's about housing. It's about it's about the same things that matter to everyone and. When we have the identity discussion and when we have this whole thing where, where people are, 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 are fighting against each other over these, these, these values that they are very fucking, uh, you know, adamant about, you lose sight of the bigger picture. Our society yeah. is tearing itself yeah. apart. I, I sort of alluded to it before, like where there are issues where people cynically use these sort of identity you know, demarkers to, to derail certain conversations. Because like you said, I like that you brought up housing because 
that is a big thing, you know, like there's discrimination in housing, which is why people of certain, you know, like races and sexualities and identities are more likely to be homeless, even if economically it's not that big of a difference in like, um, in, in, in what happens, sometimes people get a little too entrenched in, like you said, just the on paper surface, like identity part of the conversation that when you mention things like housing or Medicare for all, that would, you know, lift all boats or whatever, like people can sometimes take that as, um, as a sort of deflection away from protections for marginalized communities, even though it's very much a part of that, you know? And it's like, that's where it can become, I feel like detrimental to different movements as a whole, where it's like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, let's do Medicare for all so that people can just get whatever medical procedures they need, whether it has, to, whether it's like abortion or it has to do with trans things or, or this. Well, you know, but you know what, and, you know what people will bring up, what people will bring up is this, at what point does a person transition? I think the age thing is another thing, right? And I, and I've, and I'll, I'll tell you like, what's, what's also funny is I, I spoke to someone and for all intents and purposes, they're just a working class person. And I said to them, and they and they came back like, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm considering voting for a Republican." And you know, I didn't want to be rude because you know it's a friend of my friends, and it's not somebody I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm very cordial with in 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 for yeah. a long time, and I I can't be my spicy <laughs> self. So what I told him is, "Well, why do you want to do that?" And his reason and his rationale was because his son is looking at Superman kissing another man. Now, now here's here's my thing, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck about that. Like, I, I'm just maybe maybe it's because I don't have kids. Maybe I just don't give a fuck about that. What I care about is more of of the situation that has to do with the material things. And and I guess that you know I'm 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 not a good person for that discussion. But to him, that's important. The same yeah. way, the same way on the flip side, someone else is looking. At, at, at their identity being given representation or dignity within like mass media as being important, yeah. right? Okay, so here's the thing. And, and I, I, I don't know how to do this correctly. Like, I really don't know how to do this correctly. At what point is, is sexuality a personal issue that is, and, and where does it belong? Right. We as a society have never determined that. So if I go outside, which I have done this right, if I'm fucking on the street and and I'm stopped, I can actually go to jail. And if I did it within within a thousand feet of a school, then I am going to definitely have some problems because I'm probably going to be a, a registered sex offender for for indecent exposure. Right. Yeah. So at what point? Is people's is sexuality something that belongs in private as opposed to something that should be publicly shared, right? Well, I do think you know gender identity and sexuality are not really the same thing. No, right? they're they're not. But sexuality, but but sexuality plays into this, right? So so, and I think, and I and I think sometimes. There are certain there's certain things that push the boundary on on sexuality that are associated with gender identity that become the fault line by which people uh you know determine their 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 whole reaction to a group of people, right? Yeah. Which isn't no. like trans people's fault. Like No, it's it's not trans. It's not anyone's fault. It's not anyone's fault. Yeah. I have I I'm a I'm a pretty tolerant person, right? I, I like I can I can tolerate difference. What I can't tolerate is narcissism, and I can't tolerate rich people. Those are the only two things I can't tolerate. Then I become volatile, and nobody wants to see that. But for the most part, I don't have a problem when I see two men being intimate. Like it, it doesn't shock me, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Like I'm. I'm not like fucking lost or bedazzled or any of those things. What I think happens though 
is very much a commodification of, of a behavior, of, of, of a private behavior. And it becomes a way of, of dragging it around as, as a way to pull people in into buying something, consuming something, or being a part of something. Why do I say that? I work in Times Square in, in New York City. And during Pride Month, I find it funny that every one of these corporate pieces of shit has a rainbow flag, which now also includes a black and a brown at the very top. And the only thing I can think of is that's just a, a means by which they, they, can, they can harness your consumption. Yeah. And it's, it sucks when it's stuff like that, too, because most of those different flags are designed originally by just individuals and used in very specific spots, like in clubs and stuff, to donate, to, to designate where people are safe. Whereas, like like you said, now it's been commodified. Now it's a logo, you know? Now it's the, right, but, the logo, but, you know? But then and my answer like, to you is this. There's no there there's no different there the same amount of commodification goes behind being Puerto Rican, being black, being Mexican, being Dominican, being any any number of identities are all oh yeah, especially when it's like a special date like that, you know? Like all of the okay. When Nancy Pelosi puts on a dashiki for Black History Month, you know. Yeah, like that. That's just no. Or or she she fucking puts on kente cloth and takes a knee. Uh, you know. Yeah. To, to, to demonstrate that. Okay, so so here's I think the final point, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skedaddle so Joshua can can speak. But how much of our identity is real outside of commodities and consumption and products and services and 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 signifiers if you boil away all of those things what we're left with are people that are very much alike hmm. but the all that it, separates yeah. us from material are, are these and and i always say this and i know i know it's it, it's something that maybe most people will not agree with but the material relationship between people is actually the social relationship between things. And if you boil it all away, you have people. And I think it might be an easier way to approach problems because we're not that different from each other. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, definitely a, a good way of putting it. And I, I don't want to say disagree because I don't think that's an accurate way of describing how I'm taking that in but i think it's just a um i guess I, I think you make a lot of good points um i i just i feel like i don't know maybe I, I want there to be more of a reality to who someone is than you know outside of like our basic human things you know but but like you do make a compelling point <laughs> I think also what you want, and and correct me if I'm wrong, is I think you want me to stand up for your dignity as a human being as much as you will stand up for the my dignity as a human being, right? And I think yeah. that's a that's another thing that's totally missing in America, and and maybe maybe I think that's what Chappelle is not communicating effectively. Like he's brutal. His his critique is brutal and it, and it is scathing, but at the same time, if he was to take that approach, I think people would laugh at themselves and then say, "Okay, well, you know, that's the situation." Yeah, I mean, but there's there's many examples of comedians even ones who are not trans doing jokes about trans people and the trans people in the audience laughing. You know what I mean? So it's not that you just cannot talk about that. It's like, like you said, he's not, it's probably not the best way to go about it, to approach it the same way he would approach his own experiences to approach the experiences that he doesn't have like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I I don't know. That's yeah, my take. That's, 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 yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's definitely a lot to um, to think about. I it's, um, I like the perspective of the just juxtaposition of you know people relationship and things relationships. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I 
I don't think I can necessarily say yes, I agree or no, I don't on that because I think there's a lot of. Just well, like, there. I don't. I don't whoa, think. There, I, whoa, I think. I think yeah. it's something that you should ponder. But I, what I want to yeah. tell you is that, like overall, I feel that my commitment to your dignity is also the only way that I'm going to get you to commit to my dignity. And that's really it. Thanks for letting me speak. Yeah, man. Thanks for talking about. Yeah, I think I can take a wonder about the joke and then probably got to go do some shit myself. You still there, Josh? Oh, that was my dog. <laughs> oh, well, it, it has new features that I had to approve before it allowed me in. Uh, so oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, if it turns my camera off, like I haven't showered, uh, but or on, I don't want my camera on. <laughs> it, uh, 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 I just was given Shinar shit because he and I are in a lot of rooms together. We have these uh, talks, and they are very fruitful, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm white, so I at least I have a few black friends, but uh, I try not to leverage that as a reason for me to be able to be on a microphone. Uh, But uh, the other thing I I wanted to bring up is, uh, you know, I also have had a trans they them friend, current or former. And uh, I would say that especially right now, it's about safety and security and making sure that that rhetoric is checked where they become targeted for a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's obviously being ratcheted up for a cause and a distraction, but it's also, you know, leading to people's lives being taken. <laughs> so we do kind of have, we definitely, not even kind of, like, we need to look at that and see how do we, yeah. um, I'm not going to say police because that's going to escalate the situation. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it's true. Yeah, cops don't tend to really help. I think they waited outside the nightclub too, like similar to Duvaldi. They showed up, but they were just hanging out outside and it was actual patrons of the nightclub itself who stopped the government? I had not heard that yet. Uh, if that I don't know if maybe were, the waiting part I, is I just me assuming. Surprised. But, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, but you know, either way, we have seen that cops usually don't know how to make situations better. <laughs> because no, they, they tend I, not well, to. I, I think they come home with PTSD and they legitimately... They have hair triggers at this point, like, and the militarization, mm-hmm. plus they have qualified immunity, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, that fight, but, fight response, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't be cops, uh, they, and they don't even get as much uh, <laughs> uh, training yeah. as people that cut your hair, uh, which, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so it's, 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 it's an interesting time that uh, we're in there. I would say in regards to dignity, and I wanted to kind of bring this up in regards to land, and ownership. Um, hmm. I think the reality is with climate change, we have to understand that having land is a responsibility, not a right, regardless of who you are. Um, I know this is idealistic or, uh, you know, not, it's a, it's a controversial topic of how do you switch to more of an indigenous mindset and mm-hmm. uh, you'll have things like land back you have discussions like reparations, which have come up in California here recently, where they're like, hey, come to California. But I also see that as trying to ratchet up, um, essentially, our, instead of focusing on a class war, still having dividing lines uh, and divisive instances where, oh, California is this sh- shining city in uh, California is a state. Uh, it's the shining example of how to do this when they are neoliberal as fuck and is military industrial complex as any other place with ports and military bases, which there are yeah, nine around the world. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just, a well, it's kind of pathetic to watch play out. Uh, and that's why I think we come on these programs as, you know, kind of just more therapy. So we don't feel like we're the only ones seeing it that way. Um, that's my opinion. Uh, I guess I'm kind of trying to check it so uh, that I can continue to see things this way and talk about it. Yeah, I definitely um, 
Yeah, definitely. Was, hey, uh, I've had, had you uh, on calls, and I've heard you talk on other calls and stuff, so I've appreciated your input there, too. So that's why I wanted to chime in. Thanks, man. Have a good day. If I'm muting, it's just because I'm like doing shit and I don't want all the bang and clang and showing up on the mic. Hey, Voltaire. How's it going? So, uh, I don't agree that you should be you should use violence against LGBT people. Um, you know, you should not bully or target these group of individuals. Um, you should just treat them like everyone else, you know, and don't shame and belittle them in society because many people should stick up for these type type of people because you know they they're just like. Because, you know, doesn't matter what kind of sexual orientation you are, you, you should still, like, well, you know, respect them and treat them like they're just like regular, you know, you and I are regular, you know, people walking down the street. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I think that's really what it boils down to is just trying to keep that in mind. Like, you know, it, this isn't – a lot of it I feel like does have to do with people getting too online or it's just – you have, you get into the trenches and it's like, you know, people have said already, like, you, know, you get these like villain characters in your mind, but it's just like, damn, it's just regular people like everyone else, you know? Because some people don't understand that. Some people think that when you, you when you uh, use violence against LGBT people, people think that it's okay, but there's not, there's, there's nothing okay about it. I mean, like, like if you think it's okay, then you're, you have to get yourself checked because there's not, there's nothing all right with, Mm-hmm. Um, vi- vi- um, using violence against lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people. Yeah, I mean, and it's sad to even have to say that, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's it's true. Like it, it it's weird to see the uptick in in violence uh, in the past like year or so, and I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, I should say, so I don't know exactly what. Is contributing to all that, you know. It's the well, but, but I'm just saying it's it is, it's very hurtful know. and it's very sad and it's very it's very sad and evident that this actually happens in our world. Like we actually do see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's be, you know, yeah. LGBTQ LGBT people getting uh, um, getting violated. You know, like you know they get badly beaten or badly tortured. Um, it's just it's just like very sad and there's actually um. Uh, a musical, uh, um, something you should watch. It's called Matt, um, the Laramie Project. It's about Matthew Shepard. It was he was a he was a boy. He got um bullied and then he got um he was I think he was like I don't know what if I what he what um or sexual orientation he was, but he got beaten and then he got left on the side of the road to die. So it's it's yeah. really sad and it it, it connects LGBT because he was of LG of of LGBT like he was one of those four categories. So um, you should definitely get a I chance to watch it. That it's a play, right? It's a musical. Yeah, it's called it. yeah, it's called the Laramie Project. It's a yeah. to play. It's I very do, it's right? very I, sad. I, and, have it from when I was in high school. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very yeah. sad musical. I mean, it it um that the end that that um I brought that up, you know, to connect that with what you're talking about because you are talking about anti LGBT violence. And I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was a great connection with what you're talking about. Just kind of make make a connection with it, um, you know. Um, so it's it's really good. I mean, but but um, um, before I go, um, uh, I really like that you're bringing up these topics on Colin, just letting people know that anti-LGBT violence is not accepted and it's not something that we love to, we like to see in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't like to see these things. I mean, these things are even our kids don't want to see this, and um, that's why um, uh, you know we don't want our kids to be exposed to these type of things. You know, but you know when they get when they grow up, they sh- they should start getting you, you know they should get used to these things because you know they should know about when they get older. You should know about how serious this is. Like when you're little, you don't really know about it because you you haven't been used to like you haven't been around. LGBT people, or you haven't had friends or of LGBT. Mm-hmm. So this is not something that you're really aware of. Like you haven't really seen it occur in the world. Yeah. Right. 
it's really nice that you're bringing it up because I would never actually believe that you would actually bring, uh, make a call and show and then kind of talk about uh, talk about it more, you know, more in detail, kind of bring that topic in detail and kind of like talk about how it means to you and, if, you know, how serious this is. Um, so I'm happy that you brought you you made it as a topic for this call and i mean i really like how you you put a lot of great topics on Colin, and i really like to come on here and share my insight and share my thoughts thank you for that and i appreciate that a lot i really do and, yeah because uh, um honestly it's a good recommendation for the Remy project as well i hadn't thought about that for like a long time but you're, you're absolutely i have it. um because because i have um uh because I, I um recently um took a study abroad trip to Germany for for college, and um I stayed in a dorm in in I stayed in a hotel with a with a gay um individual, um mm -hmm. so I think this um would uh I think um you know if I um you know if I tell him about this then he'll probably be uh, probably be aware of it because um that was kind of um kind of interesting because I've never actually you know, stayed in the hotel with somebody who was of LGBT. So that's kind of like also another story that I, um, a story that I want to kind of share, share with you. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of like interesting to me because that's kind of like a real life story. And it's kind of like kind of fun to, to, um, stay, you know, go on a trip and then stay with the, with an individual who's, who identifies as LGBT. You know, that's how you because I never get that experience, and you know, I'm glad I, I exactly, got to have yeah. the experience for one time in my life to actually dorm, uh, stay with somebody who, who identifies as, as one of those four four categories. So, um, that's that's I mean, I'm never gonna forget that because it's he was a really nice guy, and I got to know him really well. We we talked, we chatted a little bit, talked, he got to know me a little bit, I got to know him a little bit. And then we kind of we kind of uh, had a good friendship, me and him. He he liked he liked that I was a really really nice nice chill guy. He was a really nice chill dude. Um, you know he has some good stuff to say. You know, um, about what he thinks about it. But um, if you um if you have another call-in show, then I would I would really love to join because I really love to join all the go into all the rooms and, and talk to all the all the people whichever things they're 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 talking about. So um if I'm not doing anything I'll I'll love left um love to come on, on to another call in show. Um um I always love to love to come on here. It's really it's really a great platform. Yeah, definitely. I you know, despite some of the jank I also think it's a really good platform. Uh and not yeah. on consistently but whenever i am i try to keep the the calls open for people to come and join so definitely yeah stop by i hope you have a great day voltaire and uh i'll um look forward to coming on to another call and show yeah you too man thank you thank you for see all you said see ya oh it's a nice wholesome call there at the end um so that's all i really wanted to get off my chest i'm really happy that people call it in and uh uh contributing this is like i hadn't been on calling in a while and this is one of the more engaging episodes that i've done so i'm more happy about that so maybe i'll actually come on here more often with like structured things to say that i've written down and stuff instead of just rambling like i normally do for like an hour and a half <laughs> uh but yeah thanks everyone for listening um uh, and uh end of show statement thing